the blast from our past network. Greetings from the Humongous, the Lord Humongous, the warrior of the wasteland, the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller! I am gravely disappointed. Again you have made me unleash my dogs of war. Look at what remains of your gallant scouts. Why? Because you're selfish. You hoard your gasoline. You will not listen to reason. Now my prisoners say, you plan to take your gasoline out of the wasteland. You send them out this morning to find a vehicle. A rig big enough to hold that fat tank of gas. What a puny plan. Talking Back Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, podcasting directly from the wasteland this week. We are covering the movie Mad Max 2, also known as The Road Warrior. And with me, as usual, is co-host Dean. Dean, what is going on, man? Hey, Tim. I'm sorry I'm a little late today. I ran out of guzzoline and I had to uh, grab some on the way. Where did you grab some from? You can't just grab uh, gasoline. Just a, ca- a car that was flipped over on the side of the road. Nice. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah, I just punctured the tank and grabbed some of that gas, some of that guzzoline. Uh, why are you calling it guzzoline? <laughs> Isn't that what they say in this movie? Don't they say guzzoline a couple times? Nah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, are you making fun of the Australian accent? Is that what you're doing right now? Because we have Australian listeners, and I don't think that's very funny at all. Dude, straight up, I wasn't making fun of it. I thought they just called it gasoline. Okay, it's called gasoline, bro. <laughs> I know what it's called. <laughs> in, Tim, in the future, I think it's called gasoline. No, I don't know about that, but that's okay. <laughs> what What do you think of this movie? What's your history? I want to know all this fun, fun stuff. Uh, my history is that I watched it for the first time ever for this podcast. Ah! That's my history. <laughs> that is so often your history. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Um, it, and, and I loved it. It's it's a fantastic movie. It's so much fun. I felt like I felt like I was a teenager and I had just turned on the TV one Saturday afternoon where I had nothing to do. And this was playing and I was I was going to watch it. And that's the feeling it gave me. And I, I loved it. I just like was so comfortable and had just such a good time watching this one. Dean, you son of a bitch. That is exactly my explanation of it. But I was <laughs> oh, that, wow. <laughs> I was that teenager. Actually, I don't even think I was a teenager. Maybe a little bit earlier than that. But that was my that's my whole history with this movie is seeing it only on TV on Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's the only time that's I would what watch it, it. Lucky for me, it came on all the time for some reason, and I always tuned in. Like whenever it would come on, I just would sit yeah, it makes there sense. As, for as long as was left. I'm just I- I sitting there watching it. It's a, I love it. It's a great movie. It's such a good Saturday afternoon movie. 
Yeah, it's great for kids. It's great for adults. It's great for everyone. Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is great for everyone. I mean, it's kind of violent, but yeah, it's great for everybody. That's true. Now, so here's the thing is that I watched it on TV, right? So all of the yeah. violence was cut out. So this was actually the first viewing I've ever watched it like on DVD or VHS or anything. So I got Amazing. to see, I was like, oh yeah, there's, there's boobies in this movie. Lots of them. <laughs> there are. I And a lot of violent deaths. And boobies. Yeah. Yes, Tim. We Several heard. Several <laughs> shots of them. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of uh, naked people in the wasteland. Yeah. Um, I watched these movies two times to prepare for the podcast, and the first time I actually had it uh, PVR'd or DVR'd or whatever you say, and it was off of AMC, so it had all that stuff cut out. It had all the violence cut out. It had all the nudity cut out. And it had commercials in it. And so that really gave me the feeling that I was watching something on Saturday afternoon because I watched it like I watched it off TV. My first recording, the second time I made sure I rented it from Amazon. But nice. the first time I, I all that stuff was cut out and I was like, I feel like I'm missing a few things here. Yeah, it felt like a brand new movie this time. It felt a lot yeah, more I like didn't... the original. Yeah, I didn't feel like um, they cut out any profanity when I was watching it because there's only like 12 lines of dialogue in this movie. Yeah, there's not much. Now, this movie was released as Mad Max 2 in Australia, but the name was changed to The Road Warrior in the U.S. because Mad Max wasn't well-received in the U.S. The first, the first movie wasn't well-received. Many people in the U.S. who viewed The Road Warrior thought it was a standalone film. It makes sense. It does. And I, I actually really like that. Because I like that this movie can stand on its own without even needing the first one. Yeah, it totally exi can exist without the first one. It wraps up basically what you need to know in the first like five minutes of the movie. Like there's basically. There, there's no reason why you couldn't just watch this movie. That's right. Um, the While the vibe is, you know, fairly similar, I also at the same time think it's quite different uh the, the first one i felt was a lot more serious mature where this one is a lot more playful fun um not yeah. not as realistic not quite as intense even though it is pretty intense um the intensity i think there's just a little more humor involved with that intensity in in places um so yeah it just yeah. i guess it wasn't quite as gritty as the first one yeah, the first one's kind of like almost like a detective case. Like you're almost trying to like figure stuff out as the movie's going along. And this one is like they're doing one thing. There's one thing to do in this movie. So you don't really get lost at any point. You just you're along for the ride. Exa huh. Exactly. The ride, Tim. Yeah. Did you get that? Along for the ride. I did get that. Yeah, it was. There's cars in this movie. There's a lot of cars. Fairly, fairly obvious. Fairly okay, okay. obvious. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, I like that though, what you said that there basically is no plot in this movie. It's just, it's such a small yeah. one that you don't have to worry about anything. You just get to, you get to just, you know, hang on and, and, uh, you get to, uh, you know, put your seatbelt on and just go, go for the ride. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Now it was released on December 24th of 1981. 
I mean, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Can you think of a better Christmas movie to go to than this? Uh, no, this would I have been fantastic to go to a better on Christmas. One. Yeah. No. Uh, it was released in Australia, and this movie had a budget of $3.5 million, and the film grosses $36 million. So that nice. congratulations. That's wonderful. Not quite as good as the first one did. Right. The first one was just like head busting records all over the place. Yeah, right, right. It's like uh it had the record for like return most return from a movie for like what your budget was. The budget was like I don't know, like a million. Was it like four hundred thousand or something? Yeah, it's less than a million dollars yeah. and they like grossed like a hundred million or something. It was just ridiculous. Right, yeah. 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 Directed by George Miller, he is most well-known for this franchise. Yeah, cool dude. Yeah, cool guy. Uh, good friend of ours. Good friend of the podcast. Yeah, hey, George. How's it going, what's Georgie? Up, George? Hey, when's number five coming out? Mills? Mil- Soon, Millsy. I think. <laughs> Mills. I call him Miller. <laughs> oh, Miller. But you go with you go with Millsy, yeah. Uh, I go with Georgie. I, I make the first name. <laughs> uh, I put the Y on the first name. Yeah, Georgie. Georgie Miller. Uh, once again, the music was done by Brian May. Man, this guy can this guy can score a wasteland, hey? This guy can score a wasteland, Jeez. man. Man, cool. he nails it. I've never felt so much like I need a shower after I listen to this music, Tim. No? I feel like I have sand in between my toes after this music. Yeah. Even more so after watching the movie. <laughs> well, definitely. Definitely. I think in, in our first episode, I was choking on some sand. At yeah, one point. Uh, the first, yeah, the first one was pretty dusty. This one's way more dusty. This is so dusty. Yeah, they're they're. It's a dusty franchise. Cinematography by Dean Semler, and this guy's got a very interesting array of movies under his belt. He's done Dead Calm, Canine, Dances with Wolves, Super Mario Brothers, Last Action Hero, Waterworld, Get Smart. Kind of like a weird, okay. a weird combination of stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. He's a worker. He's one of those guys who just works. Takes He's a journeyman. He, he can do. He's got a ton of movies, though. Yeah. Pretty good cinematography. I liked it. Pretty good uh, oh, yeah. placement of the camera in a lot of these scenes. Yeah, there's, the, uh, there's a lot on here that is very, very impressive, and it mostly is where that camera is placed. Now... With the success of Mad Max, there was obviously a lot of pressure on Miller to make a second movie. And Miller had said that making Mad Max was a very unhappy experience for him. What? Well, Tim, he did have to destroy his van in that movie. Yeah, I don't think that was what he was talking about, though. (laughs) Oh, okay. So while he thought he may not be cut out to make movies because of that first one, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, I don't get it. I thought that was a fantastic yeah. movie. He he hated it. He For thought sure. it was like a failure. Um, huh. So he one of the things that kept him going was he really wanted to correct the problems that he thought the first movie had. So one day, while on a walk in Hastings, Victoria, in Australia, with his writer friend Terry Hayes, the two come across a small, isolated fuel chemical plant, and that was the catalyst for writing Mad Max 2. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Now, their writing process was influenced by something called free association, where they'd lie down on the floor and try to recall things from their memory. Miller was quoted by saying, there were times in these sessions where I would stretch out on the floor and actually doze off. 
what you're doing is inducing a kind of half dreamy state where your mind is floating and you allow your associations to free fall a bit. Cool. Cool. Nice one, Millsy. Yeah, nice one, Millsy. I feel like that were, that's where the assless chaps came from. <laughs> little, little dream, little dream he had. What kind of dreams do you have, dude? <laughs> hey, man, it's in the movie. <laughs> I want to know where those assless chaps came from. Okay. <laughs> they came from wardrobe, dude. <laughs> Now, Miller had also asked the actors to create their own character backstories to inform their performances. And awesome. I'm, a, I'm a fan of this method. Um, yes. I prefer I much prefer this uh, to them showing us these characters' backgrounds in movies, right? So instead of showing us a couple minutes of, like, w- this character's history, I don't even want to know that in the movie. I just want to know yeah. that that character, you know, understands what his motivations for that character are. So I like yeah. that. Don't don't. It's one of my. Go ahead. It's one. I was just gonna say it's one of my favorite things about um, these two movies so far, Mad Max and Mad Max Two, is just all these weird characters that they don't tell me anything about, but I know I know there's something going on with that person. Like, what was this person like five years ago? You know, I just I, I love that about this franchise. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to know. I don't need to know. Yeah. I, yeah, I I like it better that I don't know. It's just it's very. It just gives this really like weird vibe to the movie. Like things don't yes. really make sense, but they're not supposed to make sense. It's almost a little bit uncomfortable, um, not yep. understanding what's going on. And I like it. For sure. Love it. So cool intro. We get a narration about the past and how the current world came to be. Well, this is something we didn't really get in the first movie. And basically the production of oil has stopped and the entire world is devastated by it. And it is now survival of the fittest, only the strong survive, and there's strength in numbers. Yeah. They show us a clip of when Max's wife and kid were killed in the first movie. Ouch. Didn't like need I had to, to see that again. Uh, I was just going to say, I didn't need to see that again. No, the shoe and the ball rolling? Come on. I was still like licking my wounds from the first time I saw that. I was just getting over that scene, and then they slapped me exactly. in the face with it again. Exactly, Tim. Come on, Mad Max 2. Uh, but you know what? Max has learned to live again uh, in the wasteland, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But he is living now as Mad Max. This is who he is. He's, he's no longer Max Rockatansky, which is too bad because that's a, that's a badass name. Killer name. Killer name, man. Um, but, but, but he's, he's gone mad. He's embraced the road. We established last at the end of the last movie, he, he went mad. Yeah, and he went mad. He embraced mad. the road. He he lives, he lives in his car, and he lives to drive. Yeah, drive fast. Drives very fast. Now, at the end of the last movie, they barely had even touched on the lack of fuel or gasoline, as you call it. Yeah. Um, but in this movie, they get right into it, which was yeah. my confusion seeing the last movie when I saw it because. Uh, if, if you remember, Dean, I had always thought that Mad Max 2 is Mad Max 1. And when I right. watched Mad Max 1 for the podcast, you know, when we did one, uh, I realized that was the first time I was watching it. So Right, yeah. So renaming it The Road Warrior really worked on you. It worked for me, yeah. So uh, that's where my confusion watching it kind of came in. Yeah. I was like, well, where's all this talk about the lack of uh, of fuel? So, But they get right into it in this one. 
and yeah. that they show us that Max is being chased by a gang of hooligans and he's low on fuel right away. And of course he's driving his sweet ass V8 interceptor. Beautiful so car. Nice. It's a 1997 yes. Ford Falcon XB GT coupe. Yes. I love it. I would drive it real fast. Oh, I would totally drive it. I would I would drive it and I kind of want to roll it. I was just going to say I want to wreck it. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I want to go real fast and wreck it. Into something. Yeah. <laughs> what has this movie done to us? I know, it's cool that we're on the same page there. <laughs> yes, definitely. Hey, <laughs> listeners. Oh, thanks for joining. If anybody out there feels like they want to wreck this car too. Yes. Drop us a line. Yes. Nobody knows where to find us, but it's fine. Uh... We meet a very dramatic red mohawked villain named Wes here. I like this guy, man. I like him. I love Wes. His intensity motivates Uh, me. His intensity, I, I want, like, I I like what he's just chosen to wear. You know, he kind of from top to bottom. I like the mohawk. I like that he decided he wanted it red. Well, you've already talked about his his assless chaps. We know that we already got to his ass. Yeah assless chaps my favorite part but i also like the shoulder pads because he's like you know what i want the shoulder pads but i also want the feathers on them i want black feathers on the shoulder pads this guy looks great uh i i do think he looks great as well i do know that he had the hangy leather covering his butt up um that wasn't the original design that was at his request to have that oh they just wanted (laughs) to have his ass like just out the whole movie yeah Uh, but you know what I, i just we've already talked about it a few times we just need to already shout out to the incredible costume design in this movie. It is totally. fantastic. Now, we don't stop yes. to talk about costumes very often. Uh, True, so I think yeah. it's important that in this movie we stop to do that because, my goodness, dude, everybody looks so unique and cool. And the designs were uh, created from a Norma Morisot, and she didn't even really have much of a career in costume design. She did a hmm. couple of movies, and that was it. So... Wow. Everybody looks absolutely incredible. I love how they all look. And when I when I really was like trying to figure out everybody's, you know, wardrobe and down to the last thing, I was like, a lot of this centers around like sporting equipment, which is kind of cool because I was thinking like if if I wanted to dress up like someone in this world, you know, I just throw on my throw on whatever sporting equipment I have. I'm going to throw some cleats on, you know, maybe some knee pads from volleyball. I like the guy with the catcher's mask. That was really cool. I just mm-hmm. love that there's like, you can make such cool costumes out of stuff that's just around. Like, that's what I thought was really cool, which makes sense because they're just people in this wasteland. Yeah, they just grabbed whatever they could to protect themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Max finds a music box in the wreck of a semi and the music box plays happy birthday dean wow we established last episode that you hate the song happy birthday you think it's weak it's weak shit i want i've got a i got a question for you if you were in the wasteland dude and you had this little music box would you appreciate the happy birthday song it plays it's it's the only music that you have it's that's all you've got for music I was thinking about this when it happened because I thought it was very strange that I had just said that I thought happy birthday was weak and I would be so let down that I might huck it. What? It's the only music I have and I'd start playing it just with like just wanting, wanting it to be something great. And once it started playing happy birthday, I think I would just huck it. I'm very surprised by that, dude. I would, I would be 
just any sort of music I could get in the wasteland, I would just cherish. It would be like my prized it, possession, just some amount of music. And you're hucking it? it? All, I'm hucking it. It would also remind me of birthdays, and I'd be like, I don't. It's wasteland. I don't. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what month it is. I don't. I don't care about happy birthday. Get this out of my face. All right. Well, I don't think you and I can be in the same gang in the wasteland. Then I'm sorry. It's just not going to work. Maybe out. not. There will be no talking yeah. back, wasteland gang. Ah, oh, that's sad. Yeah, so, so who's black and who's white? Who's the there's like the black shoulder pads versus the white shoulder pads in this movie. <laughs> Which one would you be? Well, I mean, I'm probably the the pure white ones who like music. Right. They you're, probably you're enjoy the, music. Yeah. You're the terrible the murderous black, yeah. villains who don't appreciate music and want to kill everything. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's just right that's after my take. Tim. Right after I huck that music box, I'm just going to cut a hole in the butt of my pants. <laughs> And embrace that gang. I'm going over straight to that gang with no no butt on my pants. They will accept you with open <laughs> arms. As soon as they see that, they're like, "This is this dude's on our t- he's on our team. We, got, this we guy's like in. this guy." Yeah, <laughs> Assmonger. That can be your name. <laughs> that's my name. Yeah, <laughs> that's the other thing. I feel like everybody makes up their own name in this world, so that's great. I would be Assmonger. <laughs> I disagree. I think other people make your names up for you, and I'll, oh, I'll get there. Yes, I'll get there. Very good point. Very good point. So Max stumbles upon a trap here as he's investigating this weird vehicle and he's looking for some fuel and it belongs to the gyro captain. Yeah. Uh, There was a cool snake scene here too. Yes. I mean, that's probably why I like this as a kid. Let's be honest. Totally. I probably saw that and I was like, this is the best movie ever. I love snakes and other animals in movies. You loved it as a kid, and now you're respected as an adult. You respect this scene. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> nice one, Dean. Yeah. Uh, cool booby trap, I thought. I always yeah. always liked this. This gyro captain, he's hiding underneath the sand, and then he kind of snags Max as Max trying to steal the fuel. It's incredible. It, it is incredible. Max is able to turn the table on this guy, though, and is about to kill him. But the guy starts screaming about a massive supply of fuel, and it's only 20 miles from here, and he can show Max. Yes. Yes. What we haven't really talked about is that Max has a dog friend in this movie. He does. That rides shotgun with him, and it was the dog that ended up taking down Gyro Captain. Let's give the dog some credit here. You got to. We gave the dog credit in Mad Max. I don't know. Is it the same dog? Probably. Remember there was a... I don't remember there being a dog. There was a dog and there was an amazing scene where it was just like the camera was right on it. And then it just took off and ran away. Right. And it ran like straight out of the out of view. And I was like, that was an amazing scene for that dog. How many takes did they do that? You gave your best acting award to the dog in that movie. To the dog for that moment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's their dog. That was the wife's dog. So that's their family dog. yeah. Yeah. Nice. I don't know its name, though. I feel like like I feel like the perfect name for the dog would be Max. But that doesn't oh. work because that's his name. So good. Yeah. That would be so good, though. Mad Max. I guess he's Mad Max and the- Mad Max and Max. Yeah, I guess it could work. M-M-M-M-M-M. M-M-M-M. M cubed. You got it. The Cubinators. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. The, there, the Cubinators. <laughs> that's, I, I like how you got there. <laughs> I used math, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you are <laughs> very good at math. <laughs> Um, okay. So this is great though, because now they get to go for a drive for 20 miles. 
And this is what I want to... I like watching driving in this movie. I want to see more driving. Uh, totally. So we're going for a yeah. drive. The dog, Max, has a bone in its mouth. That bone is tied to the trigger of a shotgun pointing yes. at the gyro captain. Yes. What if they hit a small bump? A sm- the smallest amazing. of bumps is going to blow yes. the gyro captain's head clean off here. Yeah. I was very concerned. And... And mess the car. I was concerned. It might, that scene—it's that scene in Pulp Fiction that's about to happen. That's true, and that's true, Tim. They're going to have could, to find the, the wolf up. and get this car cleaned up. So it's yes, safe I for didn't the road. think about that. I didn't think about the the car that was in danger here. I thought this was so funny, so hilarious. And then even like the dog sees some sort of uh, animal out the window, and so the gyro <laughs> captain's really nervous that he's going to just yank his head and, and look, but he doesn't. The dog just stares him straight in the eyes. This is so funny, so hilarious. Th- that dog is good at acting, come to think yeah, of it. Yeah, that dog is incredible at acting. He was so still in that moment. I was impressed. Yeah. I gotta look into to see if that was the same dog. That'd yeah. be amazing. So, this guy takes Max to the fuel refinery, and it looks like they're mining their own fuel there. Yeah. But it also looks like they're being harassed by that Mohawk dude, Wes, and his gang. Yeah. They're doing like circles around them and yelling at them and stuff. Yeah. So this was really confusing at first for me. I actually Same. thought that base was the bad guy's base. Same. Uh, it wasn't until like after... Max was hiding out for a while. He was kind of like staking the place off. And we see a vehicle take off from that depot. And then some other cars chase it down and they like catch it and they drag out this woman and they kill her. And we see her, her boobies. And then they nearly kill the guy as well. And then I was like, what? Oh, I think that they were just kind of like hanging around outside or something, but they didn't do a great job establishing what was going on there. So I was yeah. a little bit confused, but I don't think it's a big deal. No, I was I was also confused. The second time around I watched it. Um I watched it with my wife and after that after sort of the scene where you see everyone circling it and everything, I paused and I was like, "Okay, here's where I was confused." And she totally understood what was happening. I guess the gyro captain explains what's happening. And I don't know. I guess I just wasn't listening because I'm more focusing on all the uh, all the outfits and all of the motorcycles and all the different types of cars, doom buggies they have driving around that I wasn't really listening to what he's saying, but he totally lays it all out there. Oh, okay. So uh, it is there, but it's just I think there's so much happening that I wasn't really listening to him. Yeah, I guess I guess that was my problem, too. Like, I'm listening to, like, Max yeah. rev the engine. I'm like, oh, listen yes. to that engine. <laughs> exactly. Who, who knows I'm... what the gyro captain's saying? Tim, I'm looking at these people down there and I'm like, okay, that guy's got a catcher's mask on. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's got an old hockey goalie mask. I was like, I wonder what mask I would choose right. in this wasteland. Right. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Do I go with hockey goalie, but new style? I kind of like the old catcher mask. That's what I'm thinking in this moment. Totally, totally. And that's what you should be thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it causes plot confusion if you're not paying attention. Right. It's okay. We, we got there anyways. It's okay. We figured yeah. it out. Uh, now, Max, he goes in to help. He goes in to help this man and dead woman. And he takes this near-dead guy back to the base, to the to fuel, the fuel depot. And he's asking for a trade. He wants to trade this guy for some fuel. And now we meet the humongous. 
Yes. I love the Lord. humongous. Let's get to a few things with the humongous. Okay. He's humongous. He's huge. This is why He's I ripped. think other people give you names. Yeah. Because I can picture yeah. this in my head that this guy comes and he's like, you know, I will be your new leader. I am. Totally. I'm the new leader. And they're and they're like, yeah, we agree. You're the new leader. And then they're thinking, what should we call him? And then they say, well, like, he's, he's fucking humongous. He's <laughs> humongous. <laughs> oh, well. You want to just call him humongous? Yeah. Okay. Let's call him humongous. So, hey, you're the not humongous. Not quite good enough. You're the humongous. The humongous. We should call. We should call him Lord Humongous. He's the humongous, and they call him Lord Humongous. They call him both. Yeah, so they, they call him both. I love him. He's so big. I love him. He, he's got this like gigantic pulsing vein on his head. Yes. Yes. Which probably he's, shouldn't. He's got a hockey mask on too. He went to the hockey equipment yes. to to suit up. And I love the way he talks. He's got like the Jason mask, basically. Yeah. But I think this might have been before even uh, the Jason mask. Um, but yeah, he's he's got these like he's bald, but he's got like really long strands of very thin hair coming off his head still. Like he just doesn't bother taking those off. Yeah. He's so thick, man. He's so jacked and ripped. And he's only wearing like underwear basically so you get to see all of his muscles and like a chest some sort of chest belt he's got like an x belt on his chest yeah he's got a belt across his chest that's like and then just leather underwear i love him i love lord humongous i don't for me he's not quite toe cutter but he's so good he's so good for the movie you're right he's not quite toe cutter he's very he's very close he's so excellent He's so, yeah. Why do you, why do you hoard all the gasoline? Share some with the humongous. <laughs> He's so good. He's awesome. He's so funny. You puny He's people like, can never stop us. Let us have some of your gasoline. <laughs> Is this where you think he sang gasoline? Is this? Where I don't know if he said gasoline. I felt like it was more like a Max who was saying mm. gasoline. Why do you try to stop the humongous? Is my favorite part is when he's like, "There's too much violence here. Uh, give us the gas, or we'll kill you." <laughs> That's basically <laughs> what he says. He doesn't His logic say it in those exact words, but <laughs> yeah, I love him. He's good. He's great. He's got this little microphone thing that I don't know where he got that, but like, yeah, just so everybody can hear him. He got it from the hockey arena where he got his mask. Yes. I love the humongous. I believe he can choke anybody out in seconds, oh, which dude. he does in this he movie. Proves it. He I chokes it. his main guy out. Yes. The vein, the vein, Tim, you said it. The vein on the back of his head. What is going on with this thing? Like, uh, what? <laughs> Wait, we will go in later and kill them all. He chokes his own dude out. Yeah. He's very calm. With a bear hug, too, which is weird. You can't normally, you normally can't choke someone out with a bear hug. As he was consoling him. Yeah, that's like, right. He was like, I didn't know what was going worry. on until the guy passed out. And I was like, I'm not sure yeah. what I just saw, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, he was telling the guy that they'll don't worry, settle down. They'll get them later. And then boom, now's not out, the time. <laughs> and then he's just like, S- somebody come and get this guy. He chokes him out. Yeah. He's like, someone grab this dude. Uh, the humongous must still do like, like sit ups and push ups because he is so big. And like, I feel like he's just been riding around in a car for months. His back looked like Ar- Arnie's back in the Terminator. He's yeah. just, he's, this guy's so jacked, dude. 
so jacked. Yeah. Awesome. His veins in his head continue to work out. They're just all the time. They're just doing pushups. The veins in his head are yes. just doing pushups. Yes, I do. So I don't really want to know background, but I do want to see him pick out the chest belt. I want him just yeah. to be like, what won't cover me? I need to show my muscles. And then he yeah. just puts on the belt. Right. Yeah, he's definitely showing all his muscles in this movie. <laughs> yes. He's, he, did we mention he's massive? He's, he's huge. humongous. He's huge. The, yeah. Love him. I love, love when him. he talks. Uh, great scene, too, because we meet Feral Kid here. Uh, mm. And I love Feral Kid or Feral Boy, whatever you want to call him. I used to pretend I was Feral Boy after watching the movie. Too. I'd run outside and I'd throw around my plastic boomerang and play the Road Warrior. Yes. Yep. Yes. Amazing. He throws this razor sharp boomerang and then has a glove reinforced with metal so he can catch yes. it. And in, in this scene, as Humongous is like telling them to share their gasoline... He tosses it. He kill, ends up killing one guy. It goes right into his brain. And Amazing. another guy tries to catch it. And it cuts his fingers off. And every single it. one of the gang members are laughing at him. They're all laughing. And then Humongous tells them to like shut up after they've laughed yeah. for too long. And he just keeps on with it's his so rant. Good. Really fun. Really enjoy really myself. great. Yes, it, that's it. It's like it's very violent this this part, but it's very fun. Him just like sticking the boomerang half into that guy's head. It just like kind of shocks you. You're like, whoa, what the yeah. hell? This little kid just popped out of nowhere. Totally embedded his boomerang into someone's brain, and then he and did a then... backflip into his nest and disappeared. Yes, yes, okay. very cool. Feral boys, he's badass. Yeah, at because at first, actually, when Max pulled up to this place. I was like, why is this kid out here? He's like the security. Why is he out here? Everyone else is inside. He's outside. He's outside the walls. Why is he there? And then you see this and you're like, got it. <laughs> I know why he's there. Yeah. He's the he's the first line of defense. Yeah, he's going to cut your head off, man. Yeah. Now, the Lord Humongous basically has told the people of the refinery that if they just walk away, Dean... If they all just walk away, he'll let them live. And they have one day to decide. Somehow, I don't believe this guy. He doesn't seem like the oh. straightest of shooters. So, no. This group is trying to figure out what to do. And it sounds like their plan is going to be to try to take this fuel somewhere else. But they know if they leave, they're going to get slaughtered. So, Max, who's now on the inside, has a plan for them to get the tanker where it needs to go. Because... Where he got that music box from was a semi that was just out of gas, yes. out of uh, gasoline. So right. he thinks that would be powerful enough to pull the tanker and for them to get away. So he makes a deal with them and he heads out to the semi with enough fuel to be able to bring it back. And Max gave Feral Boy the music box, which he didn't throw away like you, you would. For the simplest of reasons of you might be able to trade that down the line, well, you should never throw that course. away. Of course, it would have been a bad call because I wouldn't have been able to trade it. But it would have been a great statement sometimes though, that you sometimes you my hate, emotions hate get happy in the way. birthday so much that you're willing yeah, to throw away it. this like trading piece yes. out of spite. I do. I yes. do respect that. Now, because he gave him the music box, they're buddies and feral boys following uh, following Max around and helping out. Mm -hmm. So I think Feral Boy would be a great Halloween costume. Uh, definitely. Yeah, he is 
he's helping out to a point where he like saves Max by making like coyote sounds at one point. And, and in that moment, I'm like, this kid is doing everything. Like they need this kid. This kid is racking up the only kills. Yeah. And he's also like, if, if the, if he wasn't there, Max probably would have got caught in that moment. Yeah. I like him. He's a great guy. He's awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. I, he, you need him on your side, so you do need to keep that music box just in case you run into him. Oh, and he loved that music box. He loves the music. He's he never loves heard it. music See, he before. Does, he, yeah, exactly. He doesn't know about happy birthday. He right. doesn't know that it's the worst. Right, he doesn't know yet. He doesn't yeah. know what a birthday is. No, that's sad and true. <laughs> so with the help of the gyro captain and his one-seat flying helicopter machine thingy, Max is able cool. to get to the semi, it is cool, and drive it back to the refinery. The bad guys follow and try to force their way in, but Max and the very powerful flamethrower defense system is too much for the bad guys to break through. Uh, yeah. I like the realism of this. Like, you're really yeah. not going to get past the main gate of a like a depot like this if there's a couple of elevated flamethrowers pointing down and shooting at you. You're just not going to yep. get past that. So I, I I did like the realism there. Totally. The key is elevated. Like I, I was thinking that when, when they all showed up, I was like, there's way more of these like this bad gang than there are of these people just in this little area that they've uh, like barricaded off. Um, but all of their weapons are high up. So if you get in there, they're shooting down on you. So yeah, it, it, it does make a lot of sense. And it makes a lot of sense that after a little, like they got in and they kind of scrambled around. And after a little bit, they just booked it out of there because they they were getting they were getting beat, so they had to they had to leave. Yeah. I also just wanted to take the time to say I love the uh, the the bus gate. Yeah, I love open open the gate and it's just a bus that's in front and it just drives to the side and then backs up. I just I, what a nice touch for that. Like just that your gate is a bus. That's awesome. a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. And they're working with what they can, right? Small budget. Exactly. You just got to yeah. make things work, but. I think a small budget is the perfect idea for a movie like this. Oh, yeah. This this movie makes me want to make a movie. Like watching this, I'm like, these are this is just somebody's ideas on the screen that I am watching. And it's really cool. Like, I want to make a movie that's really cool. While I really like Fury Road, and I thought it was just an incredible movie, an amazing spectacle... I prefer this smaller budget feel. So I don't think Fury Road is my favorite of this franchise because it's too too flashy. I like this yeah. more gritty, low budget. You're just like in the desert doing your guerrilla footage, getting whatever yeah. you can, you know, driving down the highway where you're not allowed. You don't have a permit. They're doing things without permits. They're just, you know, doing whatever. They're stealing signs to like... Yeah, put a sign up on a building, uh, and then returning the sign to the building the next right. day. Yeah, like awesome. they're, they're, yeah. all that stuff really provides this like realistic atmosphere to the movie, and that's what I like about these. I like feeling like yeah. I'm in the desert with them. Yeah. Well, Tim, every time a car crashes, I feel it. I feel that stress because I'm like, I wonder how many cars they can crash. I wonder like how much money they have. So that they can just take that again. Like, I I don't think they can. I think they get very few takes of crashing cars and it looks so cool. Yeah, I don't think they do many takes of anything. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Max has fulfilled his end of the bargain and now wants to leave. They take a, they take a moment here to build up the humongous by showing him torture a refinery member that he captured. Mm. And humongous is screaming and pumping his fists a lot, which is always very intimidating. Yes, very intimidating. They also take this moment to cut to the guy whose fingers got cut off from the boomerang. Mm -hmm. And he has, it looks like he has stuck them onto something metal and then taped that metal thing onto his hand. (laughs) Oh, dude, I completely missed that. That sounds It's just like a quick quick second or two. It's fantastic. Wow. Well played. Um, The people, though, Dean are very scared. They want Max yeah. to help. So they offer him a new deal. They want him to drive the tanker for them. Max is not interested, though, and he starts to leave. No. And Feral Boy is already building a nest in Max's car, and Max has to kick yeah. him out. And then he blasts off into the cool night air in his interceptor. Nice. And he blasts past the bad guy's camp, hoping to outrun them. And we chatted about this in our first ep- our first Mad Max episode. I love the idea that Max is not an overpowered hero. He's just another oh, yeah. guy in this world. He's a normal yeah. dude. So he tries to outrun the bad guys and he fails. He gets caught yeah. and they cause a huge crash and Max wrecks the interceptor here. Yeah. And I think what, what like makes it um, even more impactful is that he fails immediately. Like, it's not like there's this oh, yeah. long chase no. that he fails at the end of. It's almost immediate. Like, they just chase, they start chasing him right away, and they run him off the road pretty quickly. He drives past them. They turn their nitros on. They immediately catch yes. up to him, smash into him, and drive him off the road. Because he doesn't yeah, have nitros. Done. No. Very unfortunately, they kill Max's dog, Max, here. But before they can kill Max himself, he flips the self-destruct button on his car and the interceptor blows up, killing the bad guy. And the other people who are kind of watching from a a little bit of a distance, they just assume that Max blew up in that explosion as well. So Right, yeah, they've. They've teased it a bit in the movie that uh, Max has like a booby trap basically on his tanks. So if anyone went to steal the gas on his tank, it would blow, which is what happened. But dude, I mean, that's got to be, that's your last ditch effort to save your life, right? Like for him to destroy his interceptor, that that means that he believes there's absolutely no way out of the situation other than to destroy his car. Yeah, and actually what was interesting is I think he flipped the switch to like turn it on before he even left. So it was like he had already accepted that he's going to have to drive through this gang. Mm, I don't think he did it before he left. I think after did he not? No, after it switch... rolled, after it rolled, he did it and then oh, kind of okay. like took cover. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. You were too busy listening to the engine roar. I don't blame you. I was it's again. It's fine, Dean. Again. It's fine. I was thinking of my costume again. Yeah. I was like, okay, I think I have to work out a bit if I want to wear the chest belt. Right, right. Yeah, I'll just go with the feathered shoulder pads for now. That's that's a really great start. It's also, it's also a good call, exactly. So Max has no other hope here other than to head back to the refinery. 
And lucky for him, Gyromand shows up in his flying machine and flies him back to the refinery. So that that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Max has a change of heart here, and he wants to help by driving the tanker. He says he's the best chance they've got. And apparently they need to get the tanker to the beach where there's women in bikinis. Did you pick up yeah, on that and part? There's, yeah, there's women in bikinis and nothing to do but... Uh... What did he say? Re- Look at women in bikinis. <laughs> no, he said something about like, I don't know. I, don't I mean, it sounds like a great place to go. I'm surprised that that was their like solution that for where they set up in the middle of the to. desert. Just like <laughs> yeah. if we can only get to the beach where there's women yeah. in bikinis, we'll be safe. Maybe the women yeah. in bikinis are like warriors. Maybe it's like a war, like a warrior tribe who that can protect could be- them. Exactly. Yes, Tim. They're like, yes, they're definitely a warrior tribe. They didn't explain that. They didn't get into that because they don't need to. Right. Because they but just let there us. There must be some sort of defense at the beach. They give us the opportunity like we're doing right now to try to yes. fill in these gaps for ourselves for what we think might work. I like it. Excellent. I like yes. It. So cool standoff scene here where Max and his crew are getting ready to head out. Yeah, But the Lord Humongous and his crew are just sitting out there waiting for them to do it. They know what's going to happen here. They know yeah, what the plan is. Exactly. So um, the the tanker is all decked out in armor. And Feral Boy is also inside. He made a nest in that as well. And he's <laughs> along for the ride. Yes. And they take off. The, the semi and the tanker take off. And they smash right through the Lord Humongous crew because uh, that crew doesn't have anything this big and powerful. They just have their small no, cars yeah. and dune buggies. This is a massive, uh, a massive, a massive semi, a massive semi trailer, and it it can't be stopped by them. It's just yeah. too big and it's too big and powerful. It's interestingly enough, it's the vehicle version of the Lord Humongous. Whoa, Tim, it totally is. It cannot be stopped. It could choke out any of those other vehicles. They've got their own Lord Humongous. Yes, I like it. I like it, Tim. I like this. I like that they have this semi that just that getting a big vehicle is how to get through this. I I just I, I love this basic idea. You know what I just thought about? What? I mean, I'm we're gonna jump ahead a little bit and spoiler alert, but the Lord okay. Humongous takes that the fact that they have a Lord Humongous very yes. personally and tries to go one-on-one with it. He goes one-on-one he go- with their Lord Humongous. You're right, Tim. And he, I think he flexes pretty hard, but uh, he might lose that one. We'll see. We'll find out later, then, later in the episode. Tim, honestly, that is amazing because that's almost the only explanation for what happens at I the know, end. right? I think, I think you're right. I think he's just like, this truck is now the biggest badass in yeah. this desert. And if I want to be the biggest badass, I need to beat the truck. I got to stop it. I need it. to be better and stronger than the truck. I have to stop it. Oh, man. Now, the people of the refinery end up taking off in a completely different direction than the tanker's going. And yeah. since Humongous only cares about the fuel, right? no one follows the people. No one goes after them. And some of Humongous's crew, they just roll into the refinery and start to celebrate because they finally have it. They've got it. Yeah. Uh, but a booby yeah. trap blows them all up. The whole place goes up. Yeah, and it looks uh, it looks like a big explosion. I'm not really sure if it's just a model or if it's 
a big, gigantic fucking explosion, but it's huge and it looks awesome. I like to think they were blowing real stuff up all the time. I think so, movie. too. I know. I, I think so, too. It just it looked awesome. There's tires flying everywhere. Um, very, very cool. Uh, I think um, at this point, like Max is kind of crucial to this plan carrying forward. I mean, he's not crucial, but he's he's driving the semi. He is driving the semi, and that's the big thing that's going out here. And uh, if they wouldn't have killed his dog, he wouldn't even have come back. Like, you can't kill someone's dog. They take it very personal. Well, I think if they didn't wreck his car, he wouldn't have come back. I think he had to, yeah, he had to come back. Yeah, that's true, because he, he said he has nothing else. But also, Tim, the dog. I get it. I also this think... Last, last family member. I also like to think he's closer with his car than the dog. <laughs> what? I know. Max Rokitansky probably likes his dog his, more than the car. I but know. But Mad Max right. likes his car better than the dog. Likes his car. So he's, yeah. he had nothing you're, else to you're do. You're right. You're right. I thought it was the dog, but you're right. It's the car. It's it's the car. Dean. They put down his car. Why are you arguing with me about Mad Max and his motivations? Tim. Why won't you share your gasoline with me? I'm sorry, Tim. Please don't tie me to the front of your car. You have one day to answer <laughs> my question. I'm so sorry. So the gang are trying to stop the tanker. And dude, these are excellent chase scenes. This oh, is yeah. similar to what we were Jeez. talking about in our T2 episode. I am never confused about what's happening because you often no. see both parties in the shot together, which makes it super easy to follow what's going on. And the producer yeah. said there wasn't a single action shot where the camera was placed on the side of the road. The camera was either in the car or traveling on another car. And they wanted the yeah, audience unreal. to participate in the action rather than observe it. And anybody out there making a movie, this is how you do it. Don't make chase it's scenes unreal. confusing because then we don't like them. Yeah, it's it. this is the best way to film an exciting chase scene. I feel like I, I, that's exactly what I feel, like I'm in it, like I'm part of it. I'm so nervous during all of it because there's like people jumping onto other cars. There's no cutting. There's just someone jumping from a car to another car and they're all driving down the road. We're driving for such a long period of time in some shots. It's like how much like like obviously we're driving in the desert. So there's a long stretch of road. But like how much ground did they actually cover while they're filming this scene? Because they, there's just so many extended long shots of driving down a street. Um, it's so, so good. I'm so scared every time anyone's hanging off the side of a car and it's going, I don't know, 40, 50 miles an hour. It looks, looks like it's going so fast. Yeah. I mean, a lot has to do with the fact, like you said, they're just driving down the highway. So it's really easy to do some like stunt work when your car's just kind of driving straight and driving fast. I get yeah. it that you can't really do this in the city when you're like cutting corners and going left and right and down alleys. So, you know, I understand where maybe it might be a little bit more difficult in the city to do something like this. But still, I love the idea yeah. of just have both of the parties involved in the chase together in the scene in the shot. So you can see what yeah. like how far back the car is, where everything is, where people are going. Uh, yeah, I'm not the biggest car chase fan and i think it's because i often don't understand what's going on but this yeah. movie so good forget about it it's great also like you have cars pulling up with just like people tied to the front of them like they're yes, using people as seriously. hood ornaments and you're like what the hell is going oh, on man, like this person so just captured weird. 
captured two people and put them on the front of his car. Like, this is so strange. All these cars are so weird. Everything is awesome. That's such a great touch. Yes, I want to watch this chase for an hour and a half, which is what we get with Fury Road. And I understand why you would make Fury Road after this movie, because all I want is to watch this for an hour and a half. Yeah, and I really love the modified cars they have in this movie, too. Oh, like they've, so good, they've yeah. taken like real cars, chopped them yeah. up, made really interesting like half car, half dune buggy mm-hmm. things. Just, mm-hmm. man, some of them are so cool. I really wanted to point out one in particular, and I can't because I don't even know how to explain it to you. <laughs> so it's just like... yes. Just understand there was a car in there I loved so much. I thought it looked so cool, and I don't yeah. know what the fuck it was. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Great. It is awesome. It is awesome. It was Tim, was it the one that was being dragged by the semi on a grappling hook? Because that shit was amazing. I don't think so. No, I don't think so, but it could have been. That doom buggy that threw no, it wasn't a grappling a doom buggy. hook no, on? No, no, it wasn't a doom buggy. Okay. It was a car. It was a there car. Was... There was that doom buggy just getting dragged yeah. behind another vehicle and it was just bouncing on the road. What oh, the hell is going so on? Awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> so this chase goes on for, for quite a while and the gang are slowly pulling pieces of the semi off. They're yeah. killing the people who are actually on the semi defending it. And yeah, true. just as I start to think they should shoot out the tires of the semi no sooner do they start to shoot out the tires of the semi is like right of on course, yeah. right on cue with my mind um but the semi is now swarming with bad guys feral boy is getting scared i'm getting scared max isn't getting scared though he just keeps blasting guys and reloading yeah uh he fucking kills red mohawk assless chap dude here feral yeah. boy is biting people and the leader of the refinery all of a sudden shows up. What was this all about? Yeah. I thought his vehicle was one of the bad guy vehicles. It was a dune buggy, but he was just <laughs> driving with them the whole time. That was super he had weird. A, uh, yeah. He had a helmet on. So that that's also why you might've thought that he was part of their group, but he, I, he was part, I think Tim, he was part of like a diversion. Like, cause I think he was driving with them right away and then he pulled off the road and some of them went and followed him okay. and then you didn't see him again until he, came, he came back, back. Yeah, right at the, okay. yeah, right at the beginning of the chase, he kind of pulled off to the side and they, and some people followed him. So I thought that he was just trying to be like a little bit of a diversion or something. Okay. That makes more sense. I didn't really catch on to yeah. that. I just thought he was always yeah. kind of driving with them. And then just near the end, he just like showed himself I was very confused yeah. by that, but uh, it's yeah. totally fine. I think he, he gets what he deserves by confusing me here, and he's killed by the Lord <laughs> Humongous. Lord Humongous just daggers him in the back with some amazing three-pointed spear fucking thing that was yeah. looked very dangerous, just straight in the back. I was like, oh, he is done. He is dead. Lord Humongous like, was also confused and angered by his confusion and just killed this yes. guy. Papalagos, yes, I think, I think he just, is the guy's name. Something like that. Pa- did he just Papalagos. throw it? Did he? <laughs> Papa, oh yeah, it is something like Papa that. Gallos Papa, Papa, Lo- Papa Ga- maybe Papa Papagallos. Papa Ga- Papa Pops. Did Lori Humongous just throw that spear thing? You've confused me, and now you die. Did he throw it? Like, yeah, I mean, as opposed I think to he what? Threw it. I can't. I like shoot it. He didn't shoot it out of a gun. Firing or it out of his mouth. 
<laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, he may have. Oh, he just what if he up could the mask and spit it out? <laughs> what if he could load up a spear into his chest piece and then oh, shoot it totally. out of his chest? Yeah, somehow he could do that, Tim. He I might think be he able to do that. that. I think that's how he did it, Dean. I like I like him killing uh, Papalagos here because uh, it's it just shows how how good he is too. Like because yeah. he threw that that shit from far away with these moving vehicles. Because I like as we've been going through this fight, we kind of see and I like it that the gang isn't really that good. Like they they're like they're making a lot of mistakes. Like they're they're jumping. They're trying to jump on the tanker. They're trying to shoot out the tires. But like some guy on a bike gets too close to the tires and just gets run over by the 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 truck. Like they're not just like super amazing at doing this because they're just this gang of guys who wants to like well fuck shit up it's probably right? the so, first time doing something like this too you exactly know? like yeah so like everyone's like oh yeah go for the tires and one guy's like hey i have a knife i'll just get really close to the tires <laughs> and he gets run he gets completely run over right. by the tanker so I, I like those types of touches that it's not just oh we know exactly what to do here we're it's it's basically they're just taking control because they're this very large gang this yep. very they have the numbers yep. they're ready to kill so that's why they're we are afraid of them, exactly. um, but it's not like they are so precise at killing. Uh, so yeah, I liked that. And then I also liked um, the way that Wex died because uh, Max hammered on the brakes and he was, cause he was on the top of the Wes. semi and Max hammered, Wes. Yeah. Um, ass, Max hammered ass, on the brakes and Wes bare ass flew onto the road. And at the same time that he flew off the tanker and onto the road, the car that was right beside them, which had two guys strapped to the front, smashed into the back of the tanker so those two guys just got crunched right yeah and it was uh there was just a lot of a lot of stuff happening at once yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was really great <laughs> you, you kind of had to know that was coming with those guys strapped on the front you know, of the car. yeah those guys strapped to the front you know they're rear-ending somebody yeah that's that's your uh good old-fashioned meat bumper yeah yeah, but great. I love I love that uh, Lord Humongous does the shot and kills the guy. I'm like, okay, you know what? Now now there's trouble because Lord Humongous is right behind you and it looks like he's pretty good. Right. He tossed that spear like the Cyclops from Crawl. A hundred percent. Laser yes. beam. I wonder if he is a Cyclops with that mask. You Might don't be. know. Might be. Yeah. Now the chase continues even further here and Feral Boy helps Max reload his gun and... Dude, I really love this whole feral boy dynamic because it feels a lot like what if Max's son survived and was with him in the second movie. So I yeah. think they're kind of like playing a little bit with that. And I think it's awesome. I think the idea of having him with a small kid on the road is really cool. It's a really yeah. fun idea. Yeah, they totally bonded. And uh, it it's nice that they were able to connect back up for the end here. Like they had done other bonding sort of earlier yeah. where he was, where we said the child was helping him out. So it's awesome that he's back and he's in, he's not just hiding on the tanker. He's in the front seat. He's helping him yeah. out. They're a team. Now the dog was his team, the teammate before, and he was pretty good, but now we got uh, feral boy here who can cut people's heads off. Yeah. That was a great call to add him. Yeah. Now this is what we were talking about before. Humongous is now, on a head-on intercept course because there can be only one Lord Humongous. And he fucking smashes head first in his car into the semi. There's and a it long just, it sends stretch. it right off it sends it right off the highway. There's a it explodes. It basically like explodes without an explosion. Like it basically just like it's been in pieces. It's in a thousand pieces after it hits head on with this with this semi. 
Like, yeah. there's a long stretch of straight road, and Humongous can see the semi coming right at him, and he just plays a game of chicken with it, and they just... I don't think he was hit, playing head chicken. On. What is, I think he was playing what a is, game of, like, I am the Humongous. I am the Humongous. I honestly think he believed in his mind he could survive <laughs> this and take it down. I and think you're right. while I really, it's really quite obvious that he was sent to the afterlife here, he may yes. have survived that. He he just may have survived that. He might be Maybe. large enough to have survived that crash. Oh my goodness. It uh that is amazing. You know what? If if Jack Burton ran into him, he would have been very conf- Jack Burton would have been very confused with the Lord Humongous. He would have been yeah. he'd have been like, he's just waiting there for me to drive my truck straight through him. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. It's the Lord Humongous. Dina, I have to correct you here though. Because there wasn't a large explosion. There should have been. Why yeah. wasn't there a large explosion when a gas tanker smashes in head on to another car? Yes. I was uh, confused. I don't know. Tim. I didn't know why. There was a tiny, a tiny crash. There was no explosion. And yeah. that's because there was never any gas in the tanker. The gas was always in the school bus with the people yes. who escaped in the other direction we didn't know that. Max no. didn't know that. Best of all. That's the best of all. Max didn't know it. Max didn't know it. Yeah. Feral boy doesn't even know what, what guzzoline is. <laughs> he has no idea what happened. So I just, I love that twist yeah. ending where for this huge, incredible chase scene, trying to save this gasoline and they end up not being able to save it. Humongous yeah. like gives his life for his gang so that they can get the gasoline, and there is no gasoline. It was all a mystery. No gasoline. Yeah, love yeah. it. I I love that um, that Max doesn't know. I th- like we think Max doesn't know because of his face. Like he's doing he all the acting know, on his face. For and it, sure. There's no way. Yeah, it looks like he really doesn't know. So why I really like that is because um, what they talked about at the beginning is like strength in numbers is is how you survive and. He never wanted to help them. He only wanted to help them for his own personal reasons until everything was taken away from him. And then he just came back and he said, I need to drive that tanker because it's the only thing that I can do now. It's still person, like it's still his own personal selfish reasons of like, now this is my, the only thing that's driving me is doing this, like doing this one thing to get this gang back. So they don't quite trust him, I think. And so I I like that they send him off in the tanker as with the diversion um, because he's not part of their group and he never wanted to be and he just isn't. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's a yeah. incredible story. Incredible story. Yeah. I love and that it, twist so much. And it got me again this yeah. time. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I rem- As soon as it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. That's, right. That happens. That's awesome. But when it when the movie was happening, I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to. He's going to drive this gas and he's going to, you know, yeah. get to the, he's going to get to the beach, the bikini beach. Of course. Yeah. Now we and, end. Uh, reproduce. That's what I think they said. You, that's all you can do oh, at the bikini man. beach is reproduce. Yeah. That place sounds real nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it also Why having Max the not know. Humongous just going to the bikini beach? <laughs> Show I me think... the map to the bikini beach and I'll let you live. You have one day to answer. Tim. Hot take. I think Lord Humongous is from the Bikini Beach. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I think that's where he originated. Maybe. I don't he hate looks that. looks like a beach bum. I don't hate that hot take. Yeah. I bet he can surf up a storm. Oh, totally, Oh, dude, that guy's, that guy's not afraid of a double overhead. 
No, no day way. or night. No way. Whatever. That dude would carve a barrel like nobody's business. <sighs> totally. Uh, Dean, we end with the gyro captain and feral boy meeting back up with the clan and the road warrior goes off on his own. Living now only in the memory of feral boy who turns out to have been our narrator this whole time who grows up to be a leader of a clan where he finally learns what fuel is and the end. Yeah, wow. Wow, that's so magical. It's such a magical ending, Tim. Very cool, man. Yes. Uh, yes, another reason uh, that I think fits here why I like that Max didn't know about it is because this whole thing has been sort of a legend of Max told by this this boy right. who once knew yes. him. Yes. So I like that we keep sort of, we keep him as the road warrior, the legend of Max, not like he helped us out and then he joined our group. Like this guy yeah. is alone. He's on the, and he's still on the road. We never saw him again. Like, I just love that. I love that ending to that, uh, that story. If he knew about it, then he probably would have joined up with them after. Right. Like, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. It's uh it's a great ending. Um, this is your classic one hour and 30 minute relentless movie. That's oh just goodness, chock so full of great stuff. Forget about yeah. any fluff. This movie has zero fluff. They don't waste time on useless explanations of things. It's just, you know, put your seatbelt on and let's go. Yeah. Strap in. Yeah. It's the ride. I love it. These are the movies I yeah. love. Totally, Tim. I've seen, I've now seen three movies out of this franchise because I haven't seen Thunderdome. And like before we started doing this, I had only seen one. And these are just like the ones I've seen are just three perfect movies. Like I love all three of these movies. This is exactly the type of movie I want to throw on and just watch every single weekend. I just, I love it. Oh, for sure. You started it off by saying like the Saturday afternoon movie. This is a perfect Saturday afternoon movie. Like, yes, dude, if you want to have a great Saturday, like just watch this and one of the Jaws movies, like back to back these, some of these, it's going to be a a great. Fantastic. I highly recommend the Mad Max series to anybody, anybody out there. If you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. Just yeah. such a such a different vibe than any other movie that you've seen. It's so weird yeah. and raw and exciting yeah. and I don't know, bunch of other adjectives. Yeah, nailed it. It's ex- it's an exciting movie and it's exciting filmmaking. Like it's exciting to watch what's happening on the screen, not just because of the story that's happening, but just because of like the spectacle that you're watching. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Now, according to George Miller, the best version of Mad Max two was a version that was made specifically to record the score to. And that version was printed in high contrast, black and white to save money. And this became the inspiration for Miller to create the black and white version of Fury Road, which is available on the Blu-ray. Yeah. Which to him is also the best version of that movie. So interesting. I had, I had known about the Fury Road black and white. I've got the Blu-ray that has it. I haven't Mm -hmm. watched it. Miller's original, the original thing Miller did was he had a black and white version of this one. Right. And that's how he liked it the best. So that, that's yeah. not really available. I would love to see that. 
Uh, I also really want to watch Fury Road in black and white. But I love when movies do the black and white thing. I, I would have to say I've only watched it with Logan. Oh, yeah. That was better than color. It really was. Sin yeah, City is another that. movie. Like that movie's yeah. all black and white with like uh, tones of color. I yeah. really like what you can do with a movie with high contrast of black and white. I think it's just a really, really beautiful look. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm interested in the Fury Road black and white. Yeah, I think this one, I think the Road Warrior would absolutely rule in black and white. I would love to see that. I would Fury love to Road, see that. Yeah, Fury Road gets me a little confused just because there's so much color in that movie and the color is like so amazing it's like the the sunsets and the sand and everything is just uh, incredible so i would want to watch them kind of close together and see if i lost some of that lost some of that enjoyment because of the color but um i'm with you i I do enjoy black and white so i would definitely uh, give it a give it a watch yeah nice well anything else you want to say that you didn't get in i don't think so i think i i think i got it all in yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Dean, thanks for joining, man. Yeah, man. It's uh it was great. Great to watch this one. I I'm glad we it took us like a year to get back to Mad Max, but uh it was worth the wait. I know. This was like I think I went back to look. It was this this uh the Mad Max number one was in like our sixties. Like it might be like really? sixty three <laughs> or something. Wow. It's way cool. back there, way back there. So really yeah. happy to get to to number two. We're gonna do number three. We're going to do number yes, four. Yes, for sure. Yes, for sure. We're going to do number five whenever it comes out. Yes, when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Dean, thanks for joining. Did I say that already? Maybe, but uh, you're welcome. All right. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal mm. is a joke. <laughs> That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.